Welcome to Silicon Valley Trends, a free podcast series published by Silicon Valley Business School. I'm your host, David Smith. At Silicon Valley Business School, we provide affordable, real-world online business education to everyone everywhere and guide entrepreneurs towards success with their startup ventures. Today, we're talking about business momentum. My book, Zero to IPO, plots out the startup process in the context of a journey. When you think about a journey, you need a vehicle, fuel, a target destination. Sometimes you need a team. You need a roadmap with milestones plotted along the route. You need contingency plans for when things go wrong and you have to take a diversion. But this is all meaningless unless you're able to make progress along your chosen route. In a car, your momentum is displayed on your speedometer. Some cars go faster than others, and the same is true with startups and all types of businesses. The Tesla electric car produces a huge amount of momentum in a short period of time. And the same was true for the Tesla company. Hitting milestones and generating a buzz in the industry enabled Tesla to attract customers, investors, employees, and do seemingly impossible things when you consider that the company has never produced an annual profit so far and has continued to burn up cash at an alarming rate. This session on momentum is part of the Startup Journey series of podcasts, which started with the episode dealing with targeting your destination. And you'll find a lot more on momentum, including various maneuvers designed to boost momentum in the entrepreneurship course on the svbs.co website. Now, in some industries, especially in the tech sector, startups are in a race to generate critical mass, win market share, build a brand, and try to become the front runner in a growing market. The startups that generate momentum are the ones that generally succeed in reaching IPO and raise finance from the public stock markets. They then have a war chest of funds to buy competitors and consolidate their leadership positions. There are many markets where there's only room for one or two large players. For example, in marketplace business models. The buyers are attracted to the marketplaces with the most sellers and the sellers are attracted to the places with the most buyers. So a kind of gravitational effect pulls buyers and sellers together into a large and growing marketplace. After eBay grew to critical mass in the United States, it was difficult for anyone else to get into the online auction business. But eBay was too late in Japan, where Yahoo grew to dominate, and in China, Alibaba grew to own the marketplace. Whether it's an online auctions or search engines, there are many high-tech markets where the startups are in a race and the team that's able to generate the most momentum wins the prize. With momentum, you can do magical things. My friend once took me on a ride in his new sports car through the French countryside. I knew he was a former racing driver, but I thought he would drive like I do, only a little faster. I was wrong. So wrong that after about five seconds, I was foaming at the mouth and hanging onto my seat. This friend is also an avid skier, and I was surprised to discover that he didn't have a four-wheel drive sports utility vehicle, but took his sports car on his ski trips. 
he drives his two-wheel drive sports car up icy mountain roads during blizzards. I asked how he could get through the snow and ice without four-wheel drive. Isn't it impossible? How can you move forward if you can't get any traction on the tyres? He replied, Momentum is a wonderful thing. And it's true. If you gather momentum and you don't come to a dead stop at the bottom of an icy hill, then you can drive quite a long way in apparently impossible conditions. In business, it's momentum that attracts customers, investors, employees, and other members of the team. People like to be associated with the company when they hear the buzz and feel the enthusiasm. Everyone wants to be part of a success story. In the context of your startup, positive momentum is the invisible force that thrusts the company forward towards its chosen destination. Momentum is evidenced by the company's progress, its repeated achievement of milestones and stepping stones. Positive momentum is generated by, and somewhat synonymous with, a collective sense of approval, enthusiasm, excitement and passion in favour of the company and its products. An upbeat buzz or hype emanating from the company's insiders, customers, press and other respected independent outsiders. Enthusiasm is contagious and positive momentum creates more positive momentum. Positive momentum comes from an upbeat team making marked progress along its chosen route. Evidence of the progress makes the team more enthusiastic and energetic, helping the company to achieve more milestones and stepping stones at an accelerated rate in a cycle of progress. In the same way that positive momentum is a magical force that drives the company towards its chosen destination, negative momentum is a menace that paralyzes progress and ultimately destroys the company. Negative momentum is the force that prevents the company from generating traction or making progress towards its target destination. Evidenced by a lack of achievement or a backward step, negative momentum features a pessimistic opinion of the company, its products and or its prospects in the market. Unchecked, negative momentum accelerates into a freefall as word gets out that the company is in trouble and team members bail out. The company has no momentum when it fails to achieve its milestones and stepping stones. The team gets despondent when it fails to see any evidence of progress. If they feel that the company has no plan and no future, the employees spend their time polishing their resumes instead of building products or closing sales. Paralysis sets in and the whole operation grinds to a halt. The despondency deepens as key team members bail out. Soon, word spreads to customers, competitors, journalists, and the company's troubles become public knowledge. Instead of people being attracted toward the company, they suddenly want to distance themselves as far away from it as they can. Like any stampede, people get knocked down and trampled on the way out. Loss of momentum is the most dangerous threat to survival for many distressed companies. In conjunction with a developing cash crisis, negative momentum often develops into freefall momentum that can be very difficult to escape. The company can start out with positive momentum. However, it can stall somewhere en route for a variety of reasons. Maybe there's a fundamental problem. 
the product doesn't match market demands, or there's some other form of deep-seated problem with the business plan. In these cases, you'll need a radical maneuver. We'll talk about one of these later, like reinventing the company. There could be excess baggage. The company could be saddled with debt, lots of bickering investors, or pending lawsuits. In that situation, you might need another radical momentum maneuver. We'll talk about uh, restarting the company in a little while. The team could be lost. They could have no vision of where the company is going or how it's going to get there. In that situation, you need to plot the route ahead. There could be an unattainable destination, some immovable barrier blocking the company from reaching its goal. If you're targeting your company to reach an IPO and suddenly the stock market is very anti and not very open to uh, startups uh, being uh, IPO'd, new IPOs, then you might need to switch destination. Uh, and that's another uh, maneuver that you can do to uh, boost momentum in the company and then target maybe looking at selling the company in a merger acquisition rather than uh, selling the shares in an IPO. And common cause of lack of momentum is a cash crisis. Even the prospect of a distant cash crisis can paralyze the team and halt progress. Well before the cash burns out entirely, the company can go into a state of freefall. Fortunately, there are a number of maneuvers at your disposal designed to boost lagging momentum, kickstart stalled momentum, and reverse negative momentum. Some of the momentum maneuvers will be simple and relatively painless to implement. However, the more radical maneuvers are going to cause tremendous upheaval. In times of crisis, upheaval is often a necessary part of saving the company. Be prepared. People seem to be resistant to change, all forms of change, and some energy will be required to break the status quo and overcome this state of inertia. Companies at all stages of growth can boost momentum by spreading the good vibes. Steve Jobs used to regularly send out propaganda emails to friends, colleagues, and virtually every email address he could lay his hands on. This has since become a management feature for virtually all successful startups, especially in the era of social media, where creating and maintaining a positive buzz around the company has become essential for success. En route to a spectacularly successful dot-com IPO, my friend became a master of momentum, sending out good vibe press releases on a daily basis and whipping his team into a frenzy of excitement. Here are some tips for spreading the good vibes and generating a positive buzz around your company. Maintain your own level of enthusiasm. Team leaders need to stay upbeat, regardless of whether they're having a bad hair day. Maintain a general level of excitement in the team, at all costs. Feel-good beer bus gatherings and social events can help boost morale in the team. Any employee that persistently keeps spreading bad vibes by shouting or whispering, we're all doomed, we're all going to die, or our competitors are going to kill us. These employees need to be taken out as quickly as possible. Look for good news and spread it. Evidence of Mark's progress is ideal, but even small wins are worth getting excited about. 
Don't hide from bad news, but don't dwell on it. If there's bad news, show you acknowledge it and move on. And then exp expose the passionate people in your team to as many as you can. Momentum is contagious. There's never a bad time to spread the good vibes. This is something you need to do on a consistent basis. Now, people always like to know where they're going and how they're going to get there. At the very least, they need to feel that the team leaders have a map and a well-considered route. This is particularly important in times of crisis. On a long, arduous journey, it's not exactly uplifting to hear your team leader say that she doesn't know where you're going and has no idea of how you're going to get there. Momentum is always boosted by having a target destination and a roadmap for the future direction of the company. Plotting the route ahead is always helpful, especially when you're lost. When they're lost, we teach our kids to stay where they are. If they continue to wander into the unknown, they'll be more difficult to find. Without a clear destination or route, the natural instinct for most employees is to sit tight and wait for a roadmap and new instructions. If the team can only see a few steps ahead, that's as far as it will plan. This short horizon prevents product designers from designing new products, as they don't know if these products will ever be built, prevents engineers from engineering, they don't know if the products they're building will ever ship, and prevents salespeople from selling, as they don't know if the orders will ever be fulfilled. The team becomes downbeat and progress stalls. The lack of progress brings the morale of the team down even further and the company finds itself in a cycle of paralysis. To convert negative momentum to positive momentum, you need to break the cycle. This starts by restating your target destination, taking your bearings, fixing your position, and plotting out a clear route from here to there. Identify small stepping stones as well as large milestones along the way. Make sure the route is realistic and each step is achievable. With a clear route ahead, the team will realize that the company has a real future and see that work done today is not in vain. This long horizon will lift the team, marked progress will be made, and a new cycle of progress established. A fundamental problem with your product, strategy, or business plan will always prevent the company from making progress and hitting its milestones. Even if the strategy, product and business plan were perfectly matched to customer requirements yesterday, a shift in the market could cause a major mismatch today. Sometimes the only way to boost momentum is to go back to basics and reinvent the company. As well as repositioning the company in the market, this is often the best maneuver to fundamentally restructure and slash costs. If you want to slash costs, often means reinventing the company. Sometimes referred to as a pivot, you often need to reinvent the company when there's a fundamental problem with the product, the strategy, or the business plan. Progress will slow if the current team is weighed down, carrying too many passengers and baggage from the past. When you feel your company starting to grind to a halt, wouldn't it be nice to hit the Control-Alt-Delete keys 
shut down and restart like you can with your PC. As you go about your daily business, your PC inadvertently accumulates tasks and processes that unnecessarily clog up its memory and processor, slowing everything down. A good restart cleanses out all this junk and releases valuable resources for the use of your new applications. Similarly, in business, you sometimes feel as though you've accumulated unwanted shareholders, creditors, disgruntled employees, and all forms of unwanted baggage. While it can be possible to hit Control-Alt-Delete a couple of times, restart your business, shed the excess baggage with the backseat passengers, and start afresh. However, restarting a business is not quite as straightforward as restarting your PC, and if you get it wrong, you can find yourself in the state penitentiary instead of the local PC repair store. Let's define a warm restart as a radical restructuring of the existing company that boosts momentum and releases valuable resources without losing customer contracts or other relationships. Although the maneuver involves sweeping internal changes, they can be imperceptible to customers and the outside world. The objective of a warm restart is to give the company a fresh lease on life without losing any existing market momentum. When your PC grinds to a halt and Control-Alt-Delete fails to initiate a warm restart, you often have to switch off the power, wait for the noise of the fans and hard drive to subside, and then power back up. Although the PC normally comes back up, there's no guarantee that it will. Some of us have learned that the cold restart maneuver can harm hard drives, losing valuable data, and cause other forms of damage to the PC. Similarly, in business, you can shut down, wait for the screams to die away, then restart an entirely new company. In this way, the product inventors and founders can shed the baggage of the old company and start completely or almost completely afresh. A cold restart is a corporate reincarnation that involves shutting down the old company, forming a new company and starting over, performing a miraculous reincarnation. In fact, reincarnation is not very miraculous at all. It's a surprisingly simple legal maneuver that law firms orchestrate on a regular basis. However, launching a new company is a difficult and time-consuming undertaking that involves rebuilding every component of the business. Restructuring and relaunching the old company for a warm restart can be much less painful and can achieve a similar result. A cold restart might be the best way forward when your company is weighed down with unnecessary baggage. There are too many passengers, the current team has little incentive to succeed, and a warm restart is not possible. The business journals are filled with stories of unscrupulous entrepreneurs closing down companies, buying up all the assets for pennies on the dollar, then forming new corporations with the same team, same core product, even the same office space and furniture. The law courts understandably frown on this practice. On the other hand, the courts are normally understanding that former employees of defunct companies have to earn an income, and this often involves forming new companies in the same line of business. Of course, 
These radical maneuvers I'm talking about here are only suitable for situations where momentum has ground to a halt and fundamental changes are necessary to turn things around. A key question in the tech sector is what happens to the intellectual property after the old company is shut down. This depends on the creditors and shareholders of the old company. They can try to sell the IP, but I've been in the IP brokering business with Tynax for over 15 years, and I can tell you there are not many buyers looking for software code, old software code, should I say, and other forms of intellectual property from defunct startups. If you manage the shareholder and creditor relationships and the shutdown process carefully, it is possible to acquire the IP at very reasonable rates in some situations. I helped my friend through a cold restart process. After shutting the doors on the old company, the management team formed a new company and approached the shareholders of the old company, the former venture capital investors, and inquired about buying the patents. They were quite amenable and agreed to sell the patents and the IP to the new company for just $5,000. That's somewhat surprising, but I assure you it can happen. It did happen, and the new company is operating successfully to, the, to this day without all the baggage that was hampering the old one. If you start a new company, assemble a winning team, create a positive buzz, and consistently hit your milestones, you hopefully won't need to consider cold restarts or any of the more radical maneuvers we talked about here today. Momentum is critical for success in business, especially in the fast-moving tech sector. Recognizing this and figuring out how to generate positive momentum can make the difference between your venture winding up in a painful shutdown or reaching a profitable IPO. There's a lot more detail on warm restarts, cold restarts, cold restarts with attic transfers and other momentum maneuver information in our Silicon Valley Business School knowledge base and in the business momentum sections of our online entrepreneurship course where you can find more information on business momentum and the startup journey. The podcast episode on targeting your destination is closely related to this one on momentum, so you might want to check out that podcast as well. You're welcome to join me in my Silicon Valley Business School chat room where I can answer your questions. You'll see that we have other experts on startups, marketing and momentum on the svbs.co website. You will shortly be able to easily book a one-to-one video conference if you have any specific questions. I hope you'll join us for future podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe so you get new episodes as and when they're released. And please rate us in your podcast player, as this will help us get the word out to entrepreneurs and the other people we're trying to help with this podcast series. That's it for today. Hope you tune in to the next Silicon Valley Trends, the podcast for innovators and entrepreneurs.